It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group with financial advisors Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory. Welcome to another episode of the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group, where every week we're helping you take your next wise step in your financial life. Thanks for being here, friends. My name is Mike Bernard. I'm your host. I'm also one of the certified financial planners on the program. And with me in the KFG studios today, special episode, we've got uh, fellow CFP and my business partner, Josh Gregory, and also in the studio with us, Ben Bolgreen. That's right. It's Medicare open enrollment season, and we're excited to welcome back to the studio health insurance expert, Ben Bolgreen, who's going to be sharing the updates about Medicare that you need to know, as well as changes from the Inflation Reduction Act. We're going to cover that and more on today's episode. Uh, it, when is that going to kick in? Inflation Reduction Act. We, I, I don't know. Um, ben, do you have to duck when you walk in the door of the studio? Do you have to I always duck, duck your head? Yep, it's, it's natural. Any doorways, too many head injuries. So, so Ben, <laughs> Ben is a giant of a man. Six seven. Six foot eight. Six foot eight. Wow. Does your health insurance cost more because there's more of you that needs to remain healthy? Not through Corhorn Financial Group. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. If you have a question for the program, we're going to be talking about health insurance and Medicare, and we're going to be answering tons of questions. But if you have more or have any needs, we're here to help. Call or text 574-222-2000. That's 574-222-2000. Online, wisemoneyshow.com. That's where you can... Uh, leave a question there as well. Catch up on the show also. And then all over social media, wherever you're at, we are there as well. Search the Wise Money Show. All right. So we're glad to have Ben back. We're talking about Medicare and 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 health insurance. He's an expert here. He also does a few different other, a uh, few other things here at KFG, and we're going to be diving into it. So whether you are already on Medicare in retirement or, or right on the cusp of making that big transition, ah, gosh, this show is for you. Absolutely. But if it's still that transition is still a long way off, um, you're going to want to pay attention because planning for Medicare, that's something that needs to be baked into your financial plan, retirement plan and planning for all, all along the way. But also it's terribly confusing, unfortunately. So so here's where you can start your education. So, Ben, we're going to start with open enrollment starts sure. tomorrow, actually. So what is it? What is open enrollment all about? Yeah. So open enrollment is the annual period of time that Medicare beneficiaries can make changes to their plans. It runs between October 15th and December 7th of every year. Not to be confused with the marketplace open enrollment, which is November 1st to December 15th. Yeah. So no, the dates we, we need to know, October 15th to December 7th. Now, Medicare beneficiaries can make changes to their prescription drug plan okay. if they were to have that kind of setup for Medicare. We'll talk about the different setups a little bit later or they could choose to switch their Medicare Advantage plan. Okay. So that's during open enrollment. So prescription drug plan, Medicare Advantage plan. Correct. Okay. Yep. And the pieces that are really important for that, the why it's such a big deal is because during that time, we are choosing a plan that will last for the full calendar year. So if you choose a plan for this year, between October 15th and December 7th, that plan is going to be your plan for all of 2024. Mm -hmm. And there are changes to those plans every year. Your prescriptions have likely changed within the past year. The doctors you see may have changed within the past year. And so we like to meet to discuss what changes are upcoming to make sure that you're in the right plan for an entire year. Do some people just kind of let their insurance roll forward each year and they don't make a change during this open enrollment? like? What, what would uh, 
what would the default be for, for most people? That what they put in place maybe two or three years ago could still be rolling forward if they haven't revisited it? Yeah, that's correct. So if no changes are made, if you say, I'm in this plan, it served me well, January 1st, you'll be in that same plan. Mm-hmm. Okay. How often do you see that? Where uh, you know the, the decision you made a year or two ago mm-hmm. is still the right one today? There hasn't been enough change that would warrant revisiting things or, or making adjustments along the way? I'd say it's disproportionately for individuals who do not take a lot of medication. Okay. So if there, there are some penalties involved with Medicare Part D, if you don't have it and you sign up for it later, you can be penalized for that. So when we meet with individuals and we're signing up for Medicare for the first time, we say, hey, just so you know, there may be some penalties and so we would rather avoid that. That's right. Even yeah. if you don't take any prescriptions at all, we'd rather avoid penalties down the line because who knows what's going to happen. And so let's sign you up for the cheapest plan. Mm. Uh, that's, so that's interesting. So, hey, I'm, I need to sign up for Medicare. Mm-hmm. I don't take any prescriptions. My goodness, that, you know, you, you've, you've won. Yep. <laughs> okay. Right, yep. And so I don't need this Part D. I, I guess I never considered that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, but, but you're saying, no, you you. You would be penalized if you didn't sign up during that window, which we're going to talk about here in just a second, and therefore pick the cheapest plan. And then if you get on prescriptions later, then you can adjust it. Right. Okay. So, so you could theoretically just go without that insurance, that Part D prescription drug coverage, save yourself some monthly premiums. But if later on down the road you decide that you need it or you're going to sign up, right. that's what you're warning, that there could be penalties in the future. That's correct. And the annoying part about it is those penalties never go away. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, so if you go for increase. 10 years without signing signing up for Part D coverage, then you've, you're looking at 10 years of penalties. So the government's trying to incentivize or force mm-hmm. people to join in on the coverage, which is good. I mean, that's that's right. what insurance is all about, right? You need a huge pool of people. Mm-hmm. Some people are really going to need that coverage. Other people aren't. And it's the law of large numbers at work. And you got to have large numbers and, for right, it to work, right, right. though, right? And you got to have the healthier people that might say, I don't know if I even need this coverage. You need to have them in that pool. That's so, right. Okay. So this... So during this open enrollment time period, whether you're on Medicare, you know, have Part D, which mm-hmm. hopefully you do, or an Advantage plan, do you need to meet with people? Josh was sort of taking us there, but do does does someone need to meet with a health insurance expert during that time? No, but we recommend it. Okay. So even if you've got no prescriptions and you're just saying, hey. I still don't have any prescriptions. Is this still the cheapest plan? Yeah, we're happy to meet with you and talk through to try to save you some money. If your prescriptions have changed significantly in the past year, absolutely, you should be meeting with a health insurance advisor to talk through what kind of changes are coming because there are some pretty significant changes coming over the next couple of years from the Inflation Reduction Act that we talked about. Some of those are already in place. So our recommendation is, yeah, do an annual review have somebody that is looking over those plans with you to make sure that the plan that you've got today is the right one that you have for is next is year. that a requirement though like if if I'm just a do it yourselfer you know mm-hmm. I change the brakes on my own car I fix or replace the water heater when it goes out at my house even if I don't know how to do it I'm going to youtube it I'll figure mm-hmm. it out myself right like if that's just who I am can you do that with medicare can you go on a government website, do it on your own without a guide helping you? Yes, you can. So that would be available on medicare.gov. You could create an account. You can look through those plans yourself. I know for us to meet with us, it's no charge. 
And so we are happy to provide that as a service to talk with individuals about their prescription coverage needs. But if you're interested, if you don't want other people to know your business, yeah, then absolutely yeah. that is a that is a viable option and we would recommend that as I well ju- I, it's just so stinking confusing yeah. and like we're going to share in a minute some of the changes with the inflation reduction act it changes all the time and you don't so, know what you don't know right? right because if you don't have an agent warning you that listen if you don't take action on this right now and you choose to down the road there could be penalties involved then you may just approach this as well how do i do this as inexpensively as possible mm-hmm. you know all things being equal i want cheap mm-hmm. right yeah. But that may not be in the long run what's best for you. And so even if what you said was true, where ah, I'm, I'm kind of a private individual, I like to keep stuff to myself, I don't want other people to know my business, man, you've got to find someone who you can trust, a, a trusted health insurance guide and mm-hmm. an agent that can help you with this stuff and guide you along the way. For that appointment, what does someone need to have available to be prepared? Yeah, we... The appointments go much smoother when people have a list of their prescriptions that they're currently taking mm-hmm. and the list of doctors that they want to be able to continue to see. Okay. The The doctor's list is most important for the Medicare Advantage uh, beneficiaries, people that are on Medicare Advantage plans, but the prescriptions would be important for both. Got it. And so having that list, mm-hmm. right, it, you know, most people type it out or write it out or something like that. I get a, we get a lot of handwritten, and that's totally fine. Some people bring pictures of their their bottles and they just scroll through those for us that works well because then there's no chance of any kind of writing the wrong thing down yeah we just see exactly oh this is what it is yeah so we know exactly what prescriptions we need to look for for coverage in the next year and then you can plug that into your system and that will help evaluate or optimize which health insurance or or drug plan in this case right would make the most sense okay so all right so this this during this open enrollment period this fall Medicare Part D, so your prescription drug plan, we're going to explain more about the different parts and plans of Medicare here in just a second to just level the playing field. But then also Medicare Advantage, these are your windows to make changes, sit down, work with a health insurance expert, and review that plan. All right, we've got more coming up on the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. What is open enrollment starting right now, starting tomorrow? And do you need to make any changes? Do you need to meet with a health insurance expert? We're helping with that and more. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard. With me in the KFG studios, Josh Gregory, special guest, health insurance expert, Ben Bullgreen. Every episode of the Wise Money Show is on podcast wherever you listen. Just search the Wise Money Show. Follow us there. Subscribe to it there. And then rate the program there as well. We appreciate it. All right, we're talking about health insurance, Medicare. Medicare open enrollment starts tomorrow. Just talking about what that's for, Medicare Part D, so prescription drug plan, and Medicare Advantage. Runs from October 15 to December 7th, which are strange dates in my mm-hmm. opinion, but at least they don't change right. versus yeah. you know Consistent. tax season. It says it's April 15, but sometimes it's April 18th. Sometimes there's a holiday, blah, blah, blah. Sometimes they just flat out change the rules. <laughs> But so open enrollment, there's there's also an open enrollment that is at the beginning of the year. That's this right. is the stuff that drives me nuts. You can say the term Medicare, the mm-hmm. exact same word, Medicare, can mean two different things. We're going to explain that here in a second. Mm-hmm. And same with open enrollment. Most people say open enrollment is this October 15 to December 7. Right. But there's another open enrollment that starts at the beginning of the year. So what is that? Yeah, so most people say between October 15th and December 7th is open enrollment. That's the default because it applies to everybody that's on Medicare. 
between January 1st and March 31st, there's a Medicare Advantage open enrollment period. So that's where individuals that are on Medicare Advantage plans can make changes to their plan. So they could, in that time, they could switch to a different Medicare Advantage plan, or they could drop their Medicare Advantage plan and return to original Medicare, Part A and Part B. Ooh, but they've got a, there's some stipulations with that. Some right? stipulations with that, right. Okay. So the the piece with that is you can drop your Medicare Advantage plan, return to original Medicare. Your coverage wouldn't begin until the first of the following month. Now, that's new as of this past year. It used to be if you enrolled in original Medicare during that time frame, mm-hmm. your coverage wouldn't begin until the middle of the year, June 1st. Oh, crazy. Hmm. Yeah, so wow. new new as of this year. So there, there are some improvements to that. But you're absolutely right. You want, we would want to make those changes so that they line up so we wouldn't have any gaps in coverage. Okay, so wait a second. Didn't you say that the fall open enrollment was Part D and Medicare Advantage? It is both. And now there's – so is there a potential that there's two windows, people on Medicare Advantage – have two windows to make changes? That's correct. Yep. Oh, and there's crazy. special enrollment periods too. Some are Medicare Advantage plans have star ratings. And if there's a five star plan available in that person's zip code or service area, they could make a change at any point during the year with a one time special enrollment period. Who makes up these only, stars? Only Congress <laughs> can come up with this. Who makes right? up these stars? Like who who is it people is it the college football playoff committee that, That's right. that does <laughs> these, so, yeah. these stars or like who does the stars? The the they are rated by the by CMS and the individuals that are in those plans. So in conjunction with the plan administrator, the insurance company. I just heard you say it's the wizard behind the curtain. <laughs> yeah, right. right. That's yeah. Uh, okay. okay. Interesting. All right. Okay. So what you haven't said yet is here's when you can make changes to your supplement plan. When when are you allowed to do that? Is there an open enrollment period for that, or is that just well whenever you want to and effective coverage is effective one one. So the the good part about you can make changes to your supplement. I'm going to put air quotes for the radio whenever you want. Okay. The caveat to that is that in order to switch from a Medicare supplement to a different Medicare supplement, even if, it, if you're on a Plan G, that's one of the most popular ones, and you want to switch to a different comp- company offering Plan G, maybe to save some money, you would need to pass medical underwriting in order to switch from Plan G to Plan G. So most people don't do that. Correct. That's why there isn't this special open enrollment. You yep. can do it whenever, just prove it. You got to prove that you're healthy enough to be covered by this and, other And how hard company. is that to qualify? You know, I, I'm just thinking most people, by the time they get into their 60s and 70s, we as human beings, we start accumulating ailments and diagnoses and things that make us, you know, we're, we're not uh, 16 years old with, you know, flawless health anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so what are the types of things that would disqualify someone or, um, can you be just reasonably healthy and be able to make this type of a change? How, how's that work? Is it graded on a curve here? (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, there are some instances. Well, I'll go back. There is a list of 20 or 25 questions or so that in an application for medical underwriting, we'd go through with clients. It's going to be, do you have any issues with your heart? Do you have any issues with your lungs or with your uh, gastrointestinal tract? Do you have diabetes that requires insulin? 
So we go through a list of those 25 questions. And if the answer to any of those is yes, then the answer is no. You can't <laughs> so you switch. You can't switch. Interesting. So even if there's a another carrier, another insurance company that's offering lower premiums or something like that, well, you're you're kind of stuck with the one that you already selected at that point. Correct. Wow. Now, you can always switch to a Medicare Advantage plan. That would be another option. There is no health requirements for Medicare Advantage. So if because Medicare supplement plans get more expensive year over year, there and if those premiums are creeping up a little bit more than works for your budget or you're comfortable with, then there are still options available. You might just not be able to get the same coverage that you've been used to. Well, that's right. You're you're fundamentally changing your insurance at that point, right? right? You're bringing a little bit more risk onto your shoulders, maybe lower premiums, but more out of pocket, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Um, but if if the name of the game in your situation is I'm trying to save money in premiums right. specifically, then that's the ace up your sleeve is mm-hmm. that you can always go from a Medicare supplement to this Medicare Advantage option as well. Correct. Okay. All right. So let's go back to open enrollment really quickly. And this is going to feed us into what in the world is Medicare. But I would have thought logically open enrollment, well, that's when you sign up for Medicare. Mm-hmm. And that's not true. That's when you can make changes to a couple of pieces uh, depending on your situation. So how does it work when you're signing up for Medicare for the first time? You mentioned with Part D, if you don't sign up during this specific window, then there's penalties that right. accumulate forever. So what about when you're getting onto Medicare at the for the very first time? What's yeah. the window to do that? The, the window for that is your seven-month initial enrollment period. Okay. And if you are turning 65 and switching to Medicare for your health insurance coverage, that period in most cases runs starts three months before your 65th birth month, your birth month, and then three months after your 65th birth month. Okay. Mm-hmm. So at any time during that window, you could enroll in Medicare Part A or Part B and have coverage start the first of the following month. Now, I should, I'm going to back that up. The earliest you could have it in most cases is 65. So if you were to do the, if you're on top of things, and you sign up uh, three months before your 65th birth month, the earliest that would start would be your 65th birth, the first of your 65th birth month. But then any period after that, it would start the first of the following month. So this is really not that different than, you know, you just joined a new employer, you have a new job, and maybe there's some waiting period for you when you first show up to your, your new employer uh, before you get to go on to their group health insurance plan, mm-hmm. right? Like there's a window of time usually... Right. Um, that you get to enroll. And this is the same thing, only it's kind of the opposite. It's like leaving your employer or Mm -hmm. aging into Medicare. Now they give you a similar window of time to choose to to jump on board or how you're going to jump on board. Yep. Okay, so what if you're still working? And then I seem to remember 63 days being important. What in the world is that about? So 63 days is that Part D window if you don't have prescription drug coverage that's creditable for 63 days that's when the penalties would start being assessed okay 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 so i i think i just heard you say that if you go more than 63 days without the right type of prescription drug coverage correct now you're into penalty mode that's correct and you said it earlier um on the last um segment that that penalty never goes away. Never like goes it's away. It's just a permanent increase in what you pay. That's that is correct. Okay. And the that can be avoided if you're continuing to work and your employer has the term is creditable coverage. Mm-hmm. They would know that you can ask your benefits administrator 
as long as your employer has more than 20 full-time equivalent employees, you can delay signing up for Medicare without penalty. Now, I always say that's the rule. Verify with your employer. Mm -hmm. Talk with them directly. But that would be a case where if you're working to 67, 70, 72, something, any, any time period, you could avoid those penalties. Got it. Very mm-hmm. helpful. Yep. Okay. So some of you are, are thinking, okay, well, wait a second. I'm a little confused with different parts and plans. And, you know, the Medicare can mean two different things. I heard you say earlier. So what does that mean? We're going to explain that difference in just a second. And then what are the big changes that are were thrust into, into place from the Inflation Reduction Act? We've got that more coming up on The Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. When signing up for Medicare, do you do you understand your choices? Do you understand the the difference? Obviously, well, there's different drug plans, but yeah, do you understand the difference between traditional Medicare, Medicare Advantage? We're helping with that more. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard. With me in the KFC studios, Josh Gregory and special guest health insurance expert Ben Bullgreen. Every episode of the Wise Money Show, as well as a lot of other content, more than a thousand videos. It's on the YouTube channel. Go to YouTube, search the Wise Money Show, subscribe to it there, turn on notifications so you're made aware every time we drop new content, which is every single business day, every day except for Sunday. There's new content being added there just for you. So make sure you go check that out. All right, so Ben, we're talking about everything Medicare. Open enrollment starts tomorrow, goes until December 7th, just sort of public service announcement. You're going to want, if, if you're on Medicare Part D or have a Medicare Advantage plan or have any changes going on in, in your in your life, you're going to want to reach out to your health insurance expert. Our team can can help over at Corhorn Financial Group. And you've got that window of time to make changes, and those changes will apply for all of next year, 2024. Um, we did hear earlier in the summer that uh, Medicare Part D premiums are expected to, to go down Shocking. 1%. Yep. That's connected to Inflation Reduction Act we'll talk about in a second. Um, as of the time we're recording this show, I don't know when you're listening to it, but we uh, we ha- don't have yet the rates for Medicare Part B for next right. year, but those are expected to go up a little bit because those went down mm-hmm. from 22 to 23. So, um, all right. Even that there, if you if you don't know some of the different parts and pieces of Medicare, parts, plans, pieces uh, of mm-hmm. Medicare, then that can be a little confusing. Let's let's kick it off right there. Medicare, I often say, when you get on Medicare, you're going to make the biggest health insurance decision of your life, and there's big financial planning implications. So so Ben, explain that choice, the different parts of Medicare, and which direction people can go. Yeah, absolutely. So. When, when we meet with clients, we say there's two main ways of interacting with Medicare. There would be Medicare Advantage, as we've been talking about. And then the other way would be a Medicare supplement with that prescription drug plan, also known as Part D. Okay. The We'll start with the Medicare supplement in Part D because that is the traditional route. Mm-hmm. So there is original Medicare that's Part A, which is costs associated with hospitalization, covers hospitalization. B covers medical or doctors, and then D for drugs. It's the only one that makes sense. Yeah. So you got those three, and then we recommend adding a Medicare supplement to that. And we typically talk about Plan G. We talk about Plan G because it's the most popular. It's the most popular because it's straightforward and easy to use. Yeah. So why, why is it important, by the way, to add that supplement? 
Why is it even necessary? Great question. The, in original Medicare, there are some gaps in coverage. There are six of them, and I usually just touch on one for Part A and one for Part B. So there's a $1,600 deductible for Part A. That's per benefit period, and that benefit period is 60 days. So every 60 days, you could have 1600 bucks out of your pocket that you have to hit that you gotta before get. the government starts stepping in to co- cover. That's correct. Okay. That's and significant. The Part B gap that I talk about is the 80-20 coinsurance. So if you get a service and it costs $100, Medicare is going to pay for $80. You're going to pay $20. Not too bad, but there's no limit to that. Yeah. So if that bill is all of a sudden $100,000, well, then now you're paying $20,000. Yeah. It's one thing if you're just going to the doctor because you've got a cold. It's another thing if you're having a hip replaced or something. Right. Right. So Medicare Plan G covers all of those gaps except for one, the Part B deductible. And that's an annual deductible of $226 for 2023. Okay. So they make sure you still have some skin in the a game. Bit. <laughs> the government and the insurance company aren't combining forces to cover literally every dollar. Correct. But most. But most of it, right. Yeah. So that's why we say it's important to cover that 20% coinsurance, to t- cover those that uh, Part A deductible. Mm-hmm. Those are the main pieces that we say, yeah, this, this is a good reason. Now, somebody may choose that side, if we're talking about different sides, because you get the full freedom of Medicare with that setup. And what that means is the only question you need you need to ask your doctor is, do you bill Medicare? Hmm. And if the answer is yes, then you can go there. In contrast to a Medicare Advantage plan, which is Part C, there's Part A, Part B, Part D, and Part C, yeah. also known as a Medicare uh, replacement plan, those cover what Part A and Part B cover. So legally, they cover the same things that Part A and Part B cover, they have most of them have Part D coverage built into them, so it's a bundled plan, mm-hmm. and it's going to look really similar to what your employer coverage may have looked like. You're going to have co-pays with that. You're going to have co-insurance. You're going to be working within the plans network, and you're going to have a max out of pocket that you're going to want to be aware of for any covered services. What is the most that you can expect to pay for a service in a given year? Mm-hmm. Is there a deductible too? Like you have to cover the first so many dollars before that Medicare bundled package even kicks in at all? They they all have deductibles. Most of them are zero dollars. Okay. So they're they effectively are no deductible, but when we're looking at plans, it's got a big old zero on that deductible piece. Mm-hmm. And so the the advantage of this Medicare Advantage plan is in in exchange for you keeping more of that risk on your own shoulders, more of those out of pocket, some of the nickel and dime type stuff, ultimately you save potentially a bunch of money each month in in the premiums that you have to pay to buy that coverage. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah, you are you are assuming more risk and the range for what your costs in a year are much greater than if you were to have original Medicare with a plan G supplement. Because you're paying, you're just transferring that risk to an insurance company by paying a higher monthly premium each month. And and here's where the financial planning implications are, right? I mean, it, Josh was saying in between segments, "Hey, Mike, don't we need to talk about financial plan- planning? <laughs> this is a show about financial planning, not just the the ins and outs of Medicare, but gosh, they are infused. You can't separate them. And when you're planning ahead." for retirement most people think oh how much do i need to save how much do i need to save how much do i need to save it's not just that 
it, that is one of the five factors that all need to be considered together to determine, well, are you saving enough and are you on track? And and because I would argue that the first rebuttal to, well, how much do I need to save is, well, how much are you going to spend? It's not just whether you're going to spend money going on trips or going out to eat or not. It's also how much is health insurance going to cost? Mm -hmm. And so this decision of traditional Medicare which is part A, which is typically no cost. You've sort of mm -hmm. been paying for it. Most people have been paying for it through their payroll taxes, through their employment. So part A. Part B, which is your doctor visits, that sort of stuff. Currently for 2023, the base rate for that is 164 bucks. It's likely to be around 172 to 174 next year is my guess. Um, and so you'll pay that as well. And then through traditional Medicare, A, B, and then D, the average, so CMS says the average Part D plan is around $53. We've seen it closer to 30. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then a supplement plan. And what's that run? A couple hundred? 175? Plan G right now, well, I'd say for somebody who is just turning 65, is about $120 a month. Okay. Okay. So all in there, you've got a cost. You're not supposed to do math on the radio, but I'm just going to round it to around 400 bucks. Okay. So maybe a little bit less than that, a little bit more. It depends. But that also presumes that your income hasn't crept too high. Correct. Right? Because there's a significant piece of that medic traditional Medicare structure, that layering of coverages that we often describe. It's based on what your income is. And it's looking back two years ago. So your prior, prior year, we always say, um, looking at that income, that's going to determine how much you're going to pay in premium for that piece as well as the Part D premiums. Correct. Right? Yep. So if you have income that's creeping higher or you accidentally pull more money out of a retirement account or incur some additional income and it unexpectedly pushes you higher, um, you, you may be paying higher premiums for an entire year until you can drop back down to a lower income level. And and so this cost, it can catch people off guard because, they, oh, that's that's pretty reasonable for health insurance. Yeah, but for most of you while you're working, all of your health insurance costs is coming right out of your paycheck before you get your living expenses, before you get your net check. And now this has to come right out of your pocket. And so it, it feels different versus I got to sneak this in. So that's traditional Medicare. But... Medicare Advantage, Part A, still no cost. You still have to pay Part B, which yep. is that 164 or likely to be 170 something next year. And then you'll have to sign up and pay for Part C, possibly paying a Part D as well. Yep. And so, but typically that route is going to be cheaper than that 400 bucks on the other side. Could be closer to 300, could be closer to $200. Uh -huh. So. Uh, so that's the planning implications. Depends on your health, depends on your income, depends on your risk management, your appetite and all of that. You've got to be working with your CFP and your health insurance expert well in advance to make a great decision. All right, we've got more coming up on The Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. This is The Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. My name is Mike Bernard and with me in the KFG Studios, Josh Gregory, special guest, health insurance expert, Medicare expert, Ben Bullgreen. Uh, every episode of The Wise Money Show, as well as a lot of other content, you can find right there on our website. Go to uh, wisemoneyshow.com, and you can submit questions right there. You can yeah, listen to most recent episodes and 
and check out more uh, about the show and about the firm. So uh, stay up to date there or wherever you're at on social media, we are there as well. Search The Wise Money Show and follow us there. If you have missed anything on this episode, I would encourage you to go to YouTube channel, go to podcast, go to the website and restart it because this it's just Medicare, health insurance and retirement. No matter what age you are, you you need it's going to take a lot of a lot more time than what you would think to get up to speed on how confusing this is and how everything works and what the costs are. And and Ben, I just kudos to you. You've done a great job sort of laying that out uh, thus far. And so so go back and, and check that out. Share it with a friend, share it with kids or, or, or parents, depending on their situation. I, I want to get in. We're going to shift gears here. We're still talking about health insurance, Medicare. Um, but you told me that there were significant changes in the Inflation Reduction Act, which, gosh, just sounds like they're lying, one, <laughs> and they're making stuff up, too. And we've had so many significant law changes over the past five years. You just can't even keep them straight. But the Inflation Reduction Act brought some big changes with Medicare and so on. So break down what 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 do people need to know? Yeah. So the Inflation Reduction Act is a multi-year plan. And we are feeling some of the changes as of 2023 already. So okay. that was part of the, for Part D coverage for insulin, a one-month supply of insulin, the Inflation Reduction Act capped that cost to consumers at $35 a month. A huge win, in my opinion, for people that needed insulin for, for their daily care. There are more changes coming. So as of this year... There is no limit to how much an individual could pay for their prescription coverage through Part D. It could be $20,000, $50,000, no limit. Okay. In 2024, they're introducing a cap. So okay. the the plans run a tiered or a tiered structure where you've got a portion that you're paying for it. The plan will start paying for a portion of it and then you hit the donut hole, mm -hmm. which is where you pay 25% and then right now after you get out of the donut hole, someone would pay 5% of the retail cost of their prescriptions. No limit. Yep. Next year, they're capping it. There's no 5% cost to the consumer anymore as of 2024. Oh, so there's still the donut hole. There's still the donut hole. And then when you get out of the donut hole, you there's it's it. All the cost transfers to Medicare and the insurance company and the drug manufacturer. So here's the thing. This is Inflation Reduction Act. Mm -hmm. To mm -hmm. me, I hear that and say, oh, the costs are going to skyrocket. Exactly. But they made other adjustments here yep. to make sure that the cost doesn't skyrocket. Correct. So with that, the Part D premium for those plans cannot exceed a 6% increase year over year. Yikes. Man, can you imagine being leading an insurance company these days? Like economically you might need to raise your mm -hmm. prices because you're now shouldering more of the burden after people get past the donut hole as right. you're describing but they can't collect more premiums correct so wow i it'll be interesting to see do companies start getting out of the market at some point we've seen that happen in other types of insurance where it's like listen if this isn't profitable mm -hmm. and we are um, by regulation or by law prevented from getting to where it is profitable, right. then we just won't play the game, right? And one of the things that, and I'll preface this by the things that we said, those changes, those are happening. The thing that we anticipate happening is that insurance companies will say, that's fine. We won't increase this plan's price 
we're just not going to offer it anymore. Here's a new one. Yeah. And it's essentially the same, but then now we can offer it for the premium that we want to offer it for. And that's why we say it's really important to meet with an advisor to talk through the plans for the upcoming year because a lot of changes can be happening over the next few years. Wow. So what we know today, um, current retirees and what they're paying for Part D premiums, maybe that's only going to grow by 6% at the most moving Mm -hmm. forward. But brand new retirees, people that are aging in and getting started, they may be shouldering a completely different premium amount because the insurance companies are having to make adjustments where they're allowed to. Depending on yeah when those plans are introduced and when people are making those elections. Hmm. Okay. In 2025, that number, so it's capped at where it's, it's the most somebody could pay is $8,000 in 2024. So a big could be a big savings for a lot of people. In 2025, that number's capped at $2,000. Okay, wait a second. What? I was just going to recap what you what you had said about they're capping this prescription drug out of pocket mm-hmm. and what that amounts to right now is right. how much? 8 grand? $8,000 of the consumer's cost and the insurance companies. So oh, most wow. people will actually pay even less than that. Yeah, significantly less. Okay. And then 2025, 2025, $2,000 between the individual and the insurance. That is the that's the individual's cost. Okay, individual. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so listen, yes, you can't have your cake and eat it too. There will be trade-offs. This isn't just, well, these costs are now going to be capped and therefore, uh, someone will, you know, that'll just automatically happen. Mm -hmm. Now there's going to be some trade-offs, but this is a big win for consumers, at least in the short term until we experience these trade-offs. That's right. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. You know, isn't it natural though? Um, so many people who are uh, pre-retirees, who do they talk to about, hey, what do I expect when I get into retirement? They're going to talk to the other teachers that retired just before them or their neighbor down the street who's, you know, two years older than them and a little further along already retired. And you start getting your, creating this picture of what your experience is going to be. But everything that you're describing is a world that's constantly changing. Mm-hmm. And what might have been true for that individual may not be true for you. Absolutely. And to me, like what I'm taking away from all this is just this emphasis that retirement planning and financial planning in general, it is, it is not a rule of thumb game. It is not a uh, just compare yourself to your peers type of game. This is a purely individual game. Mm-hmm. And it, it is something that figuring out and helping to forecast what is your experience likely to be, that's only possible if you are paying attention to all these changes and laws. I, I feel grateful, Ben, that you you shared this with us because you're bringing us up to speed on the changing landscape ultimately. Mm. Remember, Josh, when you brought up earlier, like the do-it-yourselfers, <laughs> what what a blunder that was. Why'd you even bring that up? <laughs> there, right. There's like, there's, there's just no possible way. So that you could figure this out on your own and feel that confidence mm-hmm. that we all, that clarity and confidence mm-hmm. that, you, that your CFP should be bringing. Any other changes or are these, uh, are these the big ones? So there, there is another large one. They, Medicare has been given the authority to negotiate some drug prices and this, they are negotiating 10 drug prices for this year that won't come into effect until 2026. But those 10 prices that they are negotiating right now accounted for 20% of the Part D prescription costs oh over the past year. So again, lots of 
hope we hope good changes coming that there are sure to be unforeseen circumstances but on the on the surface of it some really good savings coming to people yeah would benefit and and we shared earlier that at least in the short term some of these things are leading to most people will see a 1.8 percent averaged reduction in their part d premium costs going into 2024 despite inflation still raging on um so that's yeah that's that's fantastic news Mm -hmm. so with these changes ben it we're let's go back to where we started open enrollment Mm -hmm. october 15 to december 7 where you can make changes to your part d plan and your uh and your medicare advantage I was going to ask, well, could you ever just phone that in? Just someone just call and say, hey, here's my, you know, do I need to make an update, whatever? Or does it need to be an in-person meeting? It just sounds like with all these changes, either one or even just an email back and forth, some sort of connection with Mm -hmm. a health insurance expert, at least this year and for the next couple of years with all these changes seems vitally important. We, We always recommend it. Even if, like I said, even if you don't have any prescriptions, you might have a cheaper plan available next year. Uh, that would be available to you. I I say it's it doesn't hurt. Yep, fantastic, Ben. Thank you so much for being on the show again. It certainly will not be your last time. Ben is one of our health insurance experts on a team of health insurance experts that collaborate here with the CFPs and 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 tax preparers, CPAs, and all of that here at Corhorn Financial Group. So as you're planning for retirement, planning for Medicare, these decisions you're going to want to sit down with an expert. All right, that's all the time we have for today. On behalf of Ben Bullgreen, Josh Gregory, all of us at Corhorn Financial Group, have a great weekend. We'll see you next Saturday for the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Oh, wait, do we need to get the slurp in? (laughs) Oh, my goodness, I'm going to drown. That went down the wrong pipe a little bit. (laughs) That's not good. I don't know how Kevin does that. Securities offered through Silver Oak Securities, member FINRA slash SIPC. Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management, LLC. Doing business as Corhorn Financial Group. KFG Wealth Management, LLC and Silver Oak Securities Incorporated companies are unaffiliated.